Welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Deeply Rooted Devos. I'm Martha, and I'm here with my friends Esther and Leanne, and we're continuing to share about dealing with suffering and what is God's path through that in our lives. So let's hear today from Esther, who's going to share from the book of Job. Right. And if you've read Job, you know that this is a book full of suffering. But I think we all, in our daily lives, face one thing after another. And sometimes they seem to come bang, bang, bang. And we go, seriously, God? But why? Why? What are you trying to teach me? And so as I've been reading through the book of Job and his story of pain and loss, I've just learned a lot about how God works through difficult times, sometimes gut-wrenching pain, and you, you just wonder why, and yet he works to accomplish his purposes. And so I'm hoping today, as we look at Job's story, we can reflect on our own journey and maybe our friends' journeys that we are walking alongside and try to find comfort for ourselves, but also to provide comfort for them as they struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes difficult to know what to say. So let's look at Job's story. Job is right before uh, Psalms, and so we're going to go to Job 1 and verse 1. And it says, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. So Job was blameless, and he was an upright man. And if you go down to verse 12, you'll see that Satan and God were having a conversation, and God gives Satan permission to test Job and to take all of his property and his children as a challenge of his loyalty to God. And we see that Satan is pleased with this opportunity, (laughs) as as Satan is when he has the opportunity to torment one of God's children. But Job Job 1 tells us that um, Job's livestock were burned. His grown children were killed in a hurricane that came in and collapsed the building that they were all in. And so in Job's heartbreak with with these huge, massive losses, Job 1 and verse 21 tells us that he humbly says, let's just look at it, and he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I see in this time of such extreme, unimaginable loss, Job acknowledged that every gift had been given by God, and so God had the right to take them away. And he humbly accepted that. I can't begin to understand such um, a humble response in the midst of such um, pain, but he was obviously committed to what God was doing. So then in Job 2, verse 6, we read that Satan has another conversation with God, and God gives Satan permission to now take Job's health away. Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
said, you can take his health, but you can't take his life. So then we see that Job is struck with oozing, weeping sores all over his body and pain. Can you imagine? So when we find ourselves in a situation like this with pain and loss or watching our friends endure difficulties, how should we make sense of all of that and how do we comfort them? The one thing that comes to mind for me is um, sharing life stories and how the scripture spoke into it. I remember my sister had cystic fibrosis and when she was diagnosed, my mom, without really saying it, just in her actions and later she said, you know, she thought she'd done something wrong to have a child with a life-threatening disease. Then my sister, as she grew into becoming a Christian, she realized through scripture and, and some of the things Jesus said about the blind man, that this was to show the glory of God. Mm. And so my sister was able to encourage my mom and wow. say, God has a purpose in this, and we don't know what it is. Wow. And God did have a purpose because my sister could share the gospel with people who are like her, with mm. CF, that regular people couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an example to use in someone's life that mm -hmm. we don't know. No. You know, we know Job, Job suffered, but he also still declared that the Lord is the Lord mm -hmm. and looked after him. He never lost faith. I think that's so true, Leanne. I, I do think that the reason behind suffering is often a mystery. Mm -hmm. We can find, as with the blind man, Jesus said, it's not anyone's fault. It's so God is glorified. Even that is a bit of a mystery, but we can hang on to scripture. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, we want to comfort people not by giving them platitudes, but there's a scripture that says, weep with those who weep. Maybe we just share their suffering. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I think when we're thinking about suffering, the verse that came to my mind in Lamentations, which is a book about someone suffering, mm -hmm. here's what it says. For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Though he, that's God, allows grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. So this isn't saying that God causes this, but it's saying don't think that God is this wicked thing up there in the sky that mm -hmm. enjoys. I've heard people say that. Mm -hmm. It's their view of God. But God specifically says, no, I don't like seeing people suffer. There is a reason behind mm -hmm. it. And I think if we truly go back to the real reason, it's Adam and Eve in the garden. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. So Job, in, at the end of this book, in chapter 31, verses 3 to 4, he says, Is not calamity for the unrighteous and disaster for the workers of iniquity? Does he not see my ways and number all my steps? So Job knew he hadn't been living a sinful life to warrant punishment. So he does question God and what God is doing. And then I love that God actually verbally answers him out of the whirlwind. And he, he audibly spoke to Job. And he reminded Job that Job doesn't have the capacity to um, create lightning or tell the insects how to fly. 
And he's, he, Job says, God says to Job, do you still want to argue with the Almighty? You are God's critic, but do you have the answers? So um, I think this story is included in the Bible for us to learn some real lessons about pain and suffering. And just like uh, we've just already been talking about, how often do you hear people say, if God is a God of love, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? But God's reminder to Job is probably the best response. Do you want to argue with the Almighty? Do you have the answers? In effect, he's saying, do you see everything that I'm doing? I have perhaps a greater purpose in the pain. It's not necessarily just for the individual, but perhaps for the family circle or for the friends. And so why doesn't God protect his children from pain? We don't know, but we do know he's working. Um, so when I don't know what God is doing, here's what I feel we need to be reminded of. God holds our life in his hand, and yes, he is all-powerful and oversees our daily lives, but we are much more than just puppets on a string. We do, not ha we do have the freedom to choose to follow God, to engage in his plan for our lives, or, or not. And there are no guarantees. Many people hold the belief that if a person is good, they are rewarded with a carefree, easy life. Um, but when we, they assume that if you're a follower of Jesus, well, God's going to look after you and you're not going to have any problems. But I think back to Job. I mean, this is a perfect example who loved and followed God. What, what about King David? Who ran from his son who was trying to overthrow him. What about the Apostle Paul who suffered shipwrecks and imprisonment and losses for serving God? So we really can see that God does not promise a perfectly easy, simple life for the Christian. So if we read the rest of the book of Job, we find out this. We find out that God blessed him mm -hmm. for his commitment and faith. And in spite of the despair and pain, God honored him with abundance. In the end, he had more wealth than he had in the beginning. He had more kids. And once this trial was over, um, he was blessed tenfold. So... It seems that when good things in our lives happen, often we take the credit, don't we? And when bad things happen, we blame God. <laughs> but because he could have stopped them from happening, but he actually didn't. But God created mankind for one purpose, I have to remember, and that is to have a relationship with him and to bring glory to him. And so in the pursuit of our hearts, God allows situations where we must decide whether we will submit to God's plan or, or not and blame him for being unkind. Um, as I was thinking about this story, I was thinking of just a little day-to-day -day life analogy. I was thinking, you know, if I get in my car and I'm, it's a pretty new car, so I think everything should be fine. And I'm driving down the road, and suddenly I find myself off to the side of the road with a flat tire. 
I have some choices. I could get back in the car and call OnStar and blame General Motors for making a car that had the potential for a flat tire and lash out at the operator when she answers because they didn't protect me from this misfortune. <laughs> or I can recognize that I don't drive my car on streets of gold. I actually drive in Muskoka. And there could be somebody else to blame. I could blame the town. <laughs> or I could blame someone else for putting a nail on the road. Um, or I can own some of the mishap myself and recognize that I take a risk every day that I drive. And I can also um, look in the owner's manual and find out the plan for a GM product. And I can reach out to my community and get to know a little bit more about how to maintain my car and how to protect myself. Do you see the analogy? Yes, yeah, absolutely. That when a good person who loves Jesus and follows him and experiences a health crisis or family tragedy, is it really fair to blame the creator? I, I, I don't think so. So perhaps this is a little opportunity when we, these things happen to look deeper and look at what's God trying to teach me through this? Any thoughts? Well, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday and there was a pastor who his kind of life dream was going along great and then it crashed. And he's still in the pastor role in another church but he said he did not get through this trial. He, and it was suffering for him because that was his dream. He did not get through it until he embraced it, mm. until he brought it to the Lord and said, Lord, what do you want to teach me through it? And sometimes we don't know the reason why. Mm -hmm. You talk about why. Mm -hmm. And I think Job shows us. We can talk to God about it. We can even get angry with God about it. Bring mm -hmm. your feelings to God. Mm -hmm. But in the end... We need to face God and say, okay, Lord, help me embrace what you have for me in this. Mm -hmm. I love that. It may be my fault. It may be someone else's fault. Mm -hmm. We may never know why this is happening. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't help us, as in your analogy, to get mad at other people. Mm -hmm. It only helps us as we embrace that trial right. and learn from it. Right. So this is my takeaway that I'm walking away with. Um, Nowhere in the Bible are we promised an easy life. And Jesus actually told his followers in John 16 and 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so I've heard, I heard this somewhere, and I can't remember who to give credit to, but I liked it. So I'm going to tell you, maybe write it down. God's not the agent of evil, but hard things may be necessary to accomplish the story he's writing. Well, thank you for that, Esther. And thank you, Leanne, for sharing about your sister. Mm -hmm. um, it's just so encouraging. And I trust that our listeners and viewers will be encouraged by this and encouraged to go deeper with God when you face suffering and trials. Mm -hmm and be encouraged by the story of Job as Esther has shared. Thanks for
for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ. Thank you.